Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning. The following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example. Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am the father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the Lush But Not Lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 415, which is the prefix for my kid's school. Anytime I get a phone number from 415, oh. I'm like, uh-oh, what do they do? What do they do? <laughs> Sorry if this is bringing back some traumatic yeah. memories. <laughs> They're still current. Uh, oh, let me finish the rest of it. Uh, this is the box office report for the week ending September 30th, 2018. That could be our earliest tangent ever. <laughs> yeah, after you introduce the number. I didn't get, through the, didn't get through the number of the episode. <laughs> so, Well, before we get too far, let's... uh. Let's all introduce ourselves. This is Dan. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. We are Joeless. There's a there's a delicious irony in the fact Joeless Shoe Jackson. Yes, that uh, mm. that uh, the movie this week will be a good old fashioned <laughs> slasher flick, a horror romp, a good old fashioned well, like, horror I, flick. It was or? like I'm using the phrase oh. "good old fashioned." Oh, okay. Because I was gonna say I'm not uh, <laughs> critiquing the film. If yet. you were writing the log line in the 60s or early 70s, it would be a good old-fashioned horror romp. Yeah. <laughs> right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> People I, would say, and they'd be reading the newspaper, yeah. and they'd look at the showtimes, and it'd be at two theaters, and it'd be you know about five times that you could see it. Right. And they'd be like, well, we should go see that. Yeah, I like a good romp. The newspaper said it was good. <laughs> I, uh, As a Monkees fan, I whenever I hear romp, that, that is what they would refer to the what we would now refer to as the music video portion mm-hmm. of an episode of the monkeys mm. those were referred to as romps <laughs> yeah so i never know that yeah no. so, so so sometimes within the the monkey <laughs> fandom it still gets referred to as as a romp <laughs> like when they would stop the show and there would basically be what we would now call the music video hmm. so when when you say that i instantly like <laughs> now i'm picturing people uh, it's a monkey trigger word. Slicing people's throats to daydream believer. <laughs> that could actually, I, I mean, be I pretty yeah. creepy, like a slowed down version. Oh, yeah. yeah. It'll give, give it time. to get around to it. Now, how does a romp compare to a rumpus? Oh, That's just... A, a rumpus is a little rough. You don't yeah. want okay. a, a rumpus is rough and rowdy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what we like. So the TV show were romps, but in the movie, Head... Oh. That was a rumpus. rumpus. I remember that episode. We (laughs) talked about it. (laughs) How could I forget that movie? It's funny. It's it's hard to forget, but it's also extremely difficult to remember. No, that's true. I mean, I remember the experience. Now, I couldn't tell you what the hell they did. Yeah, because there's like nothing. 
there's nothing to glob onto mm-hmm. from like a narrative. They don't connect, yeah. right? It no. just bounces no. around a yeah. weird like yeah. There's yeah. There's, but I like the I like the movie because it completely sort of um undermines the it doesn't undermine, but it does it sort of like changes the perspective of the series yeah it's definitely kind of like a uh, a stoner deconstruction yeah of what they had done if you watch the series and then you watch head and especially peter tork's part it's right. like wow it totally kind of changes like well, completely changes his persona yeah and the 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 goal was they were going to do the movie and then they were going to come back and do a third season <clears throat> yeah. but it was going to be a variety show Okay. They were gonna like, but you gotta remember, <laughs> variety shows were all the I know, way they were huge. Everybody and, had one, yeah, and that they, and then that way they could bring in their musical guests that they liked, and they could, yeah. and they could do sketches. I like, I think it could have worked. You know, honestly, yeah, I, I ever stood in my yeah because nineteen sixty nine. I think they would have brought in some. I mean, you know, they had Frank Zappa on, and right to have the, you know, I could see them bringing in Mothers of Invention and being like, what? I mean, well, look. Two words, or three technically, Shields and Yarnell. If they could have a variety show. Right. And what, you know, where I was going. They were mimes. Yeah. Oh. There was. They also had Dancing Water. There there was, honestly, God. Mimes had a variety show? A network television show (laughs) based around mimes. I saw Shields and Yarnell. They came to the Fox. And I I wondered, one day I was like, whatever happened to them? Yeah. And, uh,. They um, kept calling them, and they would, couldn't hear the, anything on the other I don't end. Know, I don't know which is the guy, because it was a guy and a girl. They uh, were married, weren't they? Yeah, they uh, they were. Um, And, uh, yeah, they're not anymore, but uh, the guy ended up, like, running, uh, like, uh, Ringling Brothers Clown School. Ugh. But that makes sense. Ugh. <laughs> Clowns. <laughs> I you don't like clown, hey, clowns. clowns. And no, I'm not weirded out by scary clowns. The nice ones. They're like, just not scary. funny. No, what it's the whole uncanny valley. So like clowns they've always bothered me because you see the painted face, but I you always see the face underneath, and the face underneath is never matching that whole That's like, true. Right. You can see through the makeup, it's like you've got a regular and mouth through, and a big curve. And it, yeah. But yet you it, like kiss. Yeah, but they weren't like they weren't also they were trying to be they were scary. Okay, yeah, 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 they were trying to be a little yeah. scary. Like That's they okay. were trying to do that versus like you know clowns where they're like doing all this stuff and you like and they're not smiling at all, right? You know, and to me that like even as a kid I was like, <laughs> well, look at like Ronald McDonald. That is just creepy. He is compl- like you look at that and he tries to smile and be happy in those commercials and you're like that is yeah. a creepy like it level you B- know bozo. <laughs> Ugh. Was it was it Willard Scott was the first Ronald McDonald? He, he was a Ronald McDonald. He basically he was a bozo. It. He invented it. Basically, he was, was both. Oh, he did invent it, and it looked like it because he just looked like he stuck. If you see a bunch the, of French fry, yeah. If you see cups on his head, if and, you see early pictures of Ronald McDonald, like he's got like like a food box on his head, or like yeah. he doesn't look like. Huh. What you what you envision now? He looks all. like drunk. Willard Scott was in his bozo makeup and went to McDonald's. Is like I can be your mascot. Watch. Ta-da! <laughs> Whereas now he's got those childbearing hips. <laughs> what is that about? What? What is Ronald McDonald's hips are like way? Oh, because uh, the pants are baggy. On but like yeah. is, but you they're but they're hips. Some, they're not just baggy. Uh, like. Some clowns have that thing where they're like pants, yeah. like they have a hula hoop or something yeah. on there. Well, for Ronald, it was, it was grimace. 
Make well, Maraca, Maraca that. Well, if he's gonna if he's gonna grimace, you're doing it wrong. That's no means no. Yeah. Have oh, we have, have the congressional hearings taught us nothing? And the answer is no. They have not. Keep your calendars, Ronald. <laughs> so, uh, shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on iTunes. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, we don't have a new. Re- we haven't had a new review oh for a while. Gosh. I think everybody who listens must have written a review. They must have We've got like forty. Guess we'll have to go to Rock Dog next episode. <laughs> We've so already done someone, it. I know, you but you need a new threat. Oh, that's true. You need to figure this out. You're a parent. You're supposed to. Know. You can't like. You've already burned that bridge. You need a new threat. I thought maybe they would forget. They they never forget. Hmm. They never forget. Veggie Tales. You could do a Veggie Tales. Oh, all the Veggie Tales uh, parodies. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. My uh, my son Brian. Uh, he's fourteen now, but he stumbled on. Uh, you told this story. Did I? Because no, he didn't know they were yeah. religious. He didn't know they were religious. Like, oh, no. He thought they were saying dad instead of God. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to stop him from watching this. Yeah. Everything's like, dad's perfect. Dad knows everything. <laughs> dad sees every bad Praise thing you do. Praise our Lord and Savior, dad. Right. I'm like, sign me up. <laughs> so uh, you can also join the League of Show Sharers at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. Uh, people who were kind enough to share the show this week. Travis Tewitt, Tammy Sherman Powers, Dustin at Nerds at Night Gaming, Vincent Daphilos. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> if this helps, yeah. Junior. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Come back. Keep going. You need a second? Yeah. Okay. Susan Carlson, Tom Comiskey, Ralph Tribble. Are you ready? Oh. Brad Hyen, Troy Anspaugh, Ron Johnson. Anything? Nothing yet. <laughs> Chris Sanders, Brent Smith, Chris Magic Man, Chris Delay, Librarian Cynthia. We're getting dangerously mm, close to the it. end, Dan. Jason Weesey, Timmy Tuzoons, Julianne Jordan. Anything? Mm, Richard Lawson, Griffin Fox Smith. Time's up. We need a song. Would you like to hear the name again? <laughs> it's like a spelling bee. Could you use his name in a sentence? What's his name? Vincent Davalos Jr. I hope I'm saying that. It's with a V. Davalos. Davalos, I think is how you say it. Davalos. Yeah. I looked at his, on his Facebook page, he did the pronunciation thing. So I think it's Davalos. Davalos. I think it's Davalos. Oh, man. Are you sure? Is that your final answer? Final answer. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Uh, I I got out. This is going to be terrible. So um, he's like, why did I ever start doing this? (laughs) I don't know. Um, Davalos Jr. Yeah. All right. I'm just, for some reason, all I've got is Dawkins Dream Warriors in my head. What's wrong with that? We're the, all I remember is, we're the Dream Warriors. That's, that's all you need to remember. All I, we've got Davalos Jr. We'll take it. Right, we'll let you off right, the hook. That's all I got. Hey, you got Dawkins. Yeah, you got, you're rocking with Dawkins, man. Yeah. No breaking, shame in that. Breaking the chains, bud. Yeah. Welcome, Vincent. Sorry. <laughs> you got a third-rate docking knockoff, which is already pretty, pretty <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's pretty dark. Far down the food chain of the hair bands. We so. just watched, uh, for research, we just watched uh, the Breaking the Chains video. What could you possibly have been researching? <laughs> it's for something we're possibly going to shoot uh, coming soon. And then uh, uh, it, it was one of the people that, that joined my team, and, and so... She had not seen a lot of the these videos from that era, so then it was like, "Well, sit on down. We're gonna. <laughs> we watched that. Uh, we watched. Um, 
we, we started with, you know, White Snake. Right. And and when you watch these now, you're just like, what yeah. <laughs> is happening? But break. Why the is she on the hood of that car? Oh yeah, you know. Got to show her when uh, the Goo Goo Dolls were a hair band. Oh yeah, they did a song for uh, Nightmare. Yeah, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, yeah, it, was, it always bothered me because they started out punk, then they were a hair band, and then they then that stupid Iris song came out. And yeah, I was like I'm out. They, uh, I always referred to that when I was in radio as the Johnny Resnick conundrum. Mm-hmm. Like, what what do you do when the thing you're good at isn't the thing that you love? Like, I got to think they they love punk and even maybe metal, but then they turned out to be this. Re- he turned out to be good at writing these kind of yeah. like adult alternative sappy ballads, and they made him a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't think it's his first love. And I'm like, what what do you do there? Steer well, into the curve. Yeah, he's, he's, we know how it happened. They kept with that. So, totally, but yeah. it's just you know, it's tough. But you got to pay the bills, and I guess you try to be successful. And you know, I mean, that's why a lot of people sell out, so to speak. You know, yeah. they go, oh, look, they sold out. But it's like the dream is to be popular as a right. band and get your music heard. And then when it finally is, it's like, well, we're not going to go back to what didn't make us popular. Right? So like it's he, tough. he <laughs> built a career, makes a living doing yeah. that stuff. The same thing happened to uh, Sugar Ray. Oh. Yeah, Sugar yeah. Ray was like they were hard yeah. when they first came out, yeah. and then the, if you buy that album that has Fly on it, the only song that sounds like Fly is Fly. Is fly. Like yeah. nothing else on that record sounds like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Or Smash Mouth. No, they were always terrible. They're yeah, right. <laughs> but just in different ways. <laughs> so, uh, oh, remember those days when All Star was everywhere? Oh, oh I'm God. so glad it's it still kind of like pops up. Except yeah. for I always feel like I like went through a portal to the nineties. <laughs> Oh no! And even when All Star became this huge hit, it, it, it you know it, if you go back and you view it in real time, we were all like, they had a second hit. Yeah, like as they were having the second hit, we're like, how are they having a second hit? What was their second hit? All Star was their second hit. Oh, what yeah. was their first hit? Walking on the Sun. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. That song was massive. That's true. Huge. I just, yeah, but, yeah, huge. And other than those two songs, all their other like hits are covers. Yeah. Oh, are they? Yeah, yes. I mean, yes, they are. Why can't we be friends? Yep. Oh, was, that's true. That's war. Was war, yeah. and then they they destroyed a monkey song. <laughs> Which one? Uh, uh, oh, they didn't believe. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. Yeah. And then they did Steppenwolf's. Uh, is it Steppenwolf? Or no? Question mark of the Mysterians. Can't get enough of you, baby. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, they did that one too. Oh, this is bringing back like traumatic flashbacks. I'm just listening. I can yeah. hear that guy's voice in my head. You know that <laughs> yeah. really, like, like, man, I saw her face. Oh, yeah. oh my. He kissed me. Yeah. That's what? The lead, the lead singer Smash Mouth kissed me. Uh, excuse me? They can't yeah. bury the lead there. <laughs> I now Can we've done so this? we've done so many of these. I'm like, have I told this? Story? I don't remember that. No, story, so, please. no, this is the most we've ever talked <laughs> yeah. about Smash Mouth since the '90s. That's fair. So when uh, when I was working at the Point, which is an alternative rock station in St. Louis, I was a part timer, and Smash Mouth was doing an in store appearance at Streetside Records, nice. and they sent me out to uh, introduce the band. Because that's a top job. Well, and it, and it also fell the weekend of the of the points float trip. So oh. all the important staff. Oh yeah, you were were off of the float right. trip, and you weren't partying on the float trip. No. I plus, can't. I'm like, I'm not going on a float trip. Who are we kidding? <laughs> like, I wanted to work there full time, but not bad enough to go on a float trip. Um, <laughs> oh. And so uh, they're like, oh, you can do this, and I was like, okay. 
So I drive the van out to Streetside and Smash Mouth at this point. I don't even know if we had officially started playing the song. Oh, like they were nothing. There okay. was maybe thirty people at the Streetside, and they were going to do a little show. And so you know, play like three songs and then sign stuff and leave. And so I'm up there introducing the band. I'm like, hey, I'm Tom from the Point. Not that Tom. There were two other guys right. named Tom that worked at the point. So, well, you, you're not Tom. Yeah, Tom. And I was the least important of them. So, whenever I would introduce myself, <laughs> it would always be like, "No, not that Tom, and not that one either." <laughs> Sorry. So, um, and so like I'm introducing them, and as, as I'm introducing them, like I feel someone's hands like wrap around me. <laughs> Like, I'm getting uh-uh. spooned, and I'm like, what is happening? And then he, like, has his head, like, up against my, and he, like, and he, like, kisses me on the neck. And I'm like, <laughs> wow. And I'm like, here's Smash Mouth. <laughs> so if he runs for office someday, you will be He will, I, I can testify. Pr- I can promise you that the lead singer of Smash Mouth will never be on the Supreme Court. <laughs> That no. is my promise to you. No. You can guarantee that? I can guarantee They've that. got some pretty legendary fumbles on, on many of their corporate gigs. That uh, are, do they? Oh, yeah. yeah. There's one that was pretty epic. Mm. Uh, and actually, Sam uh, Foxman, I think, a local uh, producer, is the one who actually had to work on that because I read it in a mag. I was like, a, it was like in spin or something, and they like... You know, they 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 fell into this thing where they started doing corporate gigs. And so right. when you fall into yeah. corporate gigs, that's when that's you know it's money. like it's great money. It's but great money, you're but done. you're officially done, right? And Unless you're and doing like a Microsoft corporate yeah. gig or an Anheuser Busch corporate been gig for like Enterprise or something, right? Yeah. And um, th- he was like belligerent and drunk. Yeah, and they're like, hey, uh, what is? Why is he so me? <laughs> yeah. It, like, they, they weren't there. Like, he wasn't there. And the band's like, where is he? They yeah, you can't really him. do a Smash Mouth show without him. But he had, I, and I don't know when this fell in the room, but, like, he, like, lost a, a baby, didn't he? Like, they had, might have been he had before a, or, well, it was around then. Yeah, they, yes. they, he had, they had a young child, like, yeah. a very young child, and they lost it. Like, it died, and yeah. it was he went through a really <laughs> weird stretch. Those were... Those were the days. Oh, All the right. crazy nineties! Wow. So, uh, well, Club I, thumping. Yeah. Oh, Tony. Oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that Talk song. About, I, I will take that song a million times over Smash Mouth. No, not me. Absolutely, I'll oh, take yeah. Smash Mouth over Tub Thumping. Ugh, really? Yeah. And that—that that, you know—that's another band that's like that. Like that band was like this really like agate prop. They like, were. Uh, uh, and, uh, uh, they were. Uh, uh, were they nihilists or are they anarchists? They were. I think they were anarchists. I think they were. They anarchists. had like eleven albums. They yeah, had tons and tons. And of like in in Europe, they they were touring huge. with Ramstein. Like yeah, that's. Oh wow. Yeah, and yes. then and they do this one. Little, they do this one little catchy ditty, yeah. and like that's all they're known for. Yeah, because every. I mean, they're like the epitome of the one hit wonder. I mean, yeah. As far as people well, are concerned, and, and I didn't realize they had anything else. And a lot of that's because their hit again sounds nothing like right. anything else they've ever done. So. Well, uh, well, that's probably enough of that. We should turn our eyes to the box office. Kevin has his abacus at the ready. Kevin? I do, Tom. And uh, coming in at number one is one of the new movies uh, that I don't think it's been out for 69 weeks, but our box office software says it has. <laughs> so that's an odd one. But uh, Night School in its opening weekend is estimated to bring in $26 million. So that's the Tiffany Haddish and... Kevin Hart comedy, you saw it? Yes. And what's your verdict? I've, I've been hearing nothing but bad things. I mean, I guess if you like Kevin Hart, uh, it is a Kevin Hart movie. Like, I... 
But the trailer, look, I mean, the the humor seems so stupid. Like, well, in its defense, the actual humor in the movie is stupid. Yeah. So, <laughs> in its defense, I, I, it lives up to its... Right. Like, oh, they so it's not a bait and switch. They, no, no, no they're, they were very upfront. In fact, it might even be stupider. Because, <laughs> right. I mean, Kevin Hart's funny, and I enjoyed him in Jumanji and his, yeah. his stand-up stuff. Like, I think he's funny. But that trailer just looks asinine. Like I, as soon as you said like, "Oh, that's opening next week," I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know." But I feel like Tiffany Haddish must have became kind of like, were they filming this as she became a big deal? Because there are like scenes where she's full on <laughs> Tiffany Haddishing up the joint, mm. and then there are scenes where she's just kind of playing it like straight. And oh, I don't know maybe. the production history on it, and it's but... from the director of Girls Trip. Um, oh okay so uh well then that's not that old so i mean and she was popular then or you know getting but crazy. i mean like she, girls trip made her like that was yeah very much during she the, broke through yeah. yeah that was a breakout role for her and so like i wonder if he cast her off a of girls trip but she, <coughs> or, it hadn't quite but come she, out yeah, yeah and then yeah. when that movie and she's the breakout star they were like okay then start doing your thing mm-hmm. work that in you gotcha. know, because like I said, there are scenes where she's totally doing that. And there are scenes where she's hmm. not. And so it just makes me wonder if uh... tonally it just seems so strange, too, because like they're doing the whole school thing. And, yeah, you've got all these students that have to take these night courses or whatnot. And then like she's like in an MMA ring with Kevin Hart. And I'm like, that's yeah. seemed, like tonally. Like, I didn't understand what type of I, movie they're making. Dude, I saw the she's movie a... and I didn't <laughs> understand that scene. Like it was. It and was... that's so far-fetched, like, that it was like, okay, is it a movie that's just, like, things happen that are totally unrealistic in it? Yeah. Because that, that... That scene in the movie makes no sense. Like, I mean, there's some sort of, like, he has a type of dyslexia, which I'm surprised people aren't complaining about his character having dyslexia because of how they present it. Because they show him, like, literally, like, things are jumping off the page and he's swiping at them. And I'm like... Well, that's not dyslexia. That's a psychotic break. Like that's that's not how. So they visualize yeah. it like in a stylistic right. Manner. But the, but then it's not just like the letters getting jumbled. It's like they're literally flying yeah. off the page, and he's like swatting them away. It's like <laughs> is that no, a beautiful just, mind. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> yeah. say they're like beautiful. Like I mean, because with dyslexia, you just breaker? switch words, right? right. They oh, don't letters. Go, yeah, or, yeah. You don't go. You right. don't. Right, go, you don't go crazy. You just read things with jumbled. Yeah, and so um, I'm surprised nobody's complaining about that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like and then so in the the MMA boxing scene, is, which I know it's not boxing, but I don't care enough to. Right, yeah. uh, it's, it's 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 mixed martial arts. It's, sorry, yeah. it's a little bit. So there's so there some boxing. There's box. box. yeah. Yeah. yeah, kickboxing, sport of the future. Maybe you've heard of it. Some of its <laughs> stars include Don the Dragon Wilson. Uh, um, it, it's some gibberish about like oh it's gonna d- help your neural pathways respond to blah, blah, blah. i don't know it was dumb and she just happens and to it be was an expert martial artist which they had never referenced at any point in the movie she's a teacher but she just happens to be able to do all these she's like yeah. flipping them around and doing arm bars and whatever right. like Okay. And then, like, literally in the second to the last scene of the movie where all of a sudden it's like, oh, are they supposed to be getting together? And then she's like, no, I'm gay. And it's never <laughs> referenced again or really? after. It was just like, okay. what? That's interesting. <clears throat> yeah, it was. It was. I mean, I'm sorry. It's not interesting. Yeah. That's surprising. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, $26 million. And I think the budget was close. Yeah, $29 million. No overseas take yet. But, I mean, it's going to make money. It's already in its opening weekend made about the budget. <clears throat> right. So, you know, it's, they're going to be okay. It will do its thing. 
Number two, Smallfoot, another op- movie mm-hmm. opening this week. Uh, that's the animated one uh, starring Channing Tatum, I think, is the main voice. And it's like a reverse, like it's how Bigfoot views humans as opposed to him being the monster. It's like, oh, my God, all these little humans are the monsters. <laughs> and I, I take it you didn't see that I did time. not. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, it's getting, I mean, you know, fair to middling reviews. It's not horrible. People aren't saying it's great, but like it's entertaining. It's getting like six, seven out of ten-ish. So. I, I didn't see it, but it's supposedly pretty entertaining. Take the kids to and some good jokes and whatnot. But anyway, that made $23 million. Uh, I do not have a budget on that one, nor do I have overseas uh, yet. But animated movies fare pretty well over there. So when yeah. it does get a release, I'm sure it will make a ton of money. Number three is The House with a Clock in its Walls, though, uh, in its second week in release. So another $12.5 million for that one. It's a 53% drop. I'm guessing Smallfoot stole some of its money there, especially as we get closer to Halloween. Uh, you know, So good timing for Smallfoot to steal some of that kid's money away. But uh, forty-four point about $45 million on that one domestic, another 10 overseas. So $55 million on a $42 million budget. So... It's making money, and I mean, I think it was entertaining. You saw that one too, right? Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, it's yeah. a fine. It, you know, it's a little slow, but uh, you know, it's interesting things, funny. Uh, I mean, my nine year old loved it, so I just I recommend for kids. Like, is there something you can take a kid that age to that won't they won't be bored? There's a lot to look at and stuff, and he had a great time. So I mean, it, it is a good kids movie if you don't want to see Smallfoot or have already seen it or whatever. So uh, and and I think it's a we talked about the. Uh, the fact that the horror element, like it's a PG movie, but with but some very still... disturbing images, without being without not being a kids movie, yeah, without being violent, right? But it's still like weird and disturbing, yeah. but not in a gross. So it's it's interesting. I, I mean, wish there had been more of that. Yeah, Eli Roth directing a PG. Oh, he did. Movie. It? Yeah. Eli Roth. I had no idea. Yeah, and, and there is some. There are some very like odd and creepy images at the huh. towards the end. That again are entirely family friendly, but are still very unsettling. Hmm. Okay, so like hat tip for that alone. Yeah. For that alone, I'm like, you should probably check it out at some point. So like, there's a scene in a hostel. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> don't go but, to a hostel. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, is, is it a law though in kids' movies you have to have poop and fart jokes? Is that just law? I, I just think it's they know it'll work. Yeah, just every time though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, as man, it's called steered into the curve. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just know a, your audience, man. As we age and get older and older, and every movie continues to do that. Like, I mean, that might have been funny in Ace Ventura or whatever for me, but you okay, know, oh, I don't know how to break it to you. It wasn't a new joke then. It's just right. you were twelve and it was right, funny. Right, yes. right. Yeah. But I mean, it's like every kids' movie, and, and you know, one joke, fine, whatever. But when they keep circling back and returning to it and stuff, it's like, okay, come on. I think the last time I laughed at a pooper fart joke in a movie was probably the first Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Remind me. I know we've talked about it. Uh, it's snowing, and uh, and they're eating the ice cream, and somebody's like, they're like, that's not chocolate. And then like, I think the monkey in the background is eating the chocolate, and he's just like, freaks out oh. and throws it away so it was a little bit nice. underplayed okay. but yeah yeah and that's i mean i i respect that a little more when they just sound like oh that's not chocolate as opposed to like in this movie yeah and again the movie was entertaining but it's one of these things where like you know one of these fake creatures has to poop out a bunch of leaves because right. it's a garden animal or whatever so yeah. it's you know and and it's like oh come on it got in my mouth or whatever you know and it's like they play it up oh yeah and they yeah. yeah they definitely they keep going back to <laughs> yeah. it did ryan laugh at it you know, I, he was entertained through the whole thing. I don't remember him cracking up at that, but, you know, the, you know, I didn't hear a ton of laughter from it, but yeah. I'm sure the kids, I mean, you know, they like it, so. It whatever. works. 
Number four, A Simple Favor, uh, the movie that we circled back to last week. So you can catch that episode. We had Paul Harris, front of the show, returning for that one. It made another $6.8 million, a 34% drop. So word of mouth is strong, as we said. Because it, it, it had only like a 34% drop last week. Yeah, that's, so. that's awesome. So people <clears throat> continuing to see it. And uh, yeah, everyone that's seen it that I've talked to has loved it. Uh, it's, it's a very, it's a great uh, twist, uh, you know, a new fresh take on that uh, mystery buddy, you yeah, know, whatever. Uh, you, know, you just don't get a lot of movies like that. No, I've heard, I have had a lot of people like talk about it, and every time I'm like, "What is it?" Yeah, it's like, a very like, literally like, I have, well, and what? It's, and it's also, I think it's hard for people to talk about it without ruining it. Yeah, and so I think a lot of people are probably apt to just not attempt to tell you about it. Yeah, uh, you I don't think want my to know issue was like when I saw the poster art, and I was like, it looked like. Um, you know, something that starred Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson. Yeah, no, it's yeah, not that it has at all. That, but I mean, yeah. like, if you look at it, it looks like one of those, like, where he's leaning because he can't, yeah. you know, all those movies yeah. where he could just lean everywhere. And it had, like, the really colorful, like, bold uh, sans serif type. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it looks like uh, one of those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it not a not rom-com at or all. anything like that. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's really good. It's a, I mean, it really is like a detective noir type thing, except she's not a detective, but she's trying to solve a mystery. Yeah. Really. And it's really, it, but it's directed by Paul Feig, who did Bridesmaids. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's got the humor element, but it's not a, it's a not a flat ruckus. out comedy it's, either. Yeah. yeah. It's got funny elements to it. And, it's very yeah. quirky. Definitely, but not yeah. not too much. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, they really. I've had people tell me that. I'm yeah, like, I have no idea what this movie is. Yeah, it's good. I it's, would say keep it that way and go see it. Yeah, definitely. Don't look anything up about it before you you see it. Number five, The Nun in week four. So that one's still making money. Five point four million is a forty six percent drop. One hundred and eight point nine million, and then we go overseas to the window that I just closed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I went to click on the tab and accidentally closed it. Uh, let's see here. Overseas, it has two hundred and five million. So The Nun, the second spinoff of the Conjuring series. Yeah, I was like, eh, it just looks like a little, you know. Sorry. Yeah, I guess it, I don't see it quite that much because of how it's like sliced in shards, mm-hmm. you know. And especially but, since it's not McConaughey, you know, yeah. like if it was McConaughey doing that for the no, I just time I was just like, like, oh, it's you know, in the color palette, and I was right. just like, oh, it's a little, little, yeah. little more. Simple. It's cool. I mean, she's wearing suits and stuff because she works for a fashion designer. So Blake Lively in every scene has a new, like, very fashionable outfit on kind of thing but anyway uh the the nun 310 million dollars in four weeks on a 22 million dollar budget that is mind-blowing somewhere i i just want to go back in time to the conference room for hellfest where they're like you know if we give the nun four weeks we should be fine right because they're like yeah clearly (laughs) yeah after four weeks Uh, yeah i agree i mean they're probably like in six weeks we're gonna put it on a vod anyway yeah so, yeah, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but we're at number five. I have not mentioned the movie of the week, and the nun from week four has just beaten it. But, uh, yeah, $310 million on a 22. So, unbelievable. But, you know, I think that really speaks to what we said on the show about the nun. Right. It got a lot of bad reviews from critics, but all of us, you know, from our critical perspective, we're like, yeah, it accomplished exactly what it set yeah, out to do. Not a thing wrong with the movie. Like, yeah. Like, except for the fact that I don't like those kind of movies. But. Right. If but you did, if you did, it was a fine example of and it. People are enjoying it, so it's it's one of those cases where uh, you know a lot of times, like movies like Transformers, yeah, they make a ton, and we're like, well, that doesn't justify it, even though people like it. But this one, it's like I feel like it earned every bit of that money. Yeah, no problem there. So it will be interesting to see if they do spin it off. You can listen to that episode, but I mean, if they 
their character choices and their casting actually turns into something right or if it's coincidental or you know however nepotism or whatever you want right. to say I'm, I'm curious so listen to that episode see the movie if you want um uh, go into that more so is that I just say I've not yeah. watched any of the Conjuring movies. Yeah. I've seen the first the, one. Just the, the actual two Conjuring movies are worth seeing. Yeah, no, I, I've heard this, yeah. and I and I want to watch them. I just I'm surprised. You know, like of, I had just watched the Conjuring three weeks ago, but for it's, you, it's a one of those guy. things. Well, and I'm like I'm a s- selective horror guy. Like I don't like it if it's horror. I don't. It's like I gotta watch them all because. Yeah. There's certain ones where it's like, but I also like things that are more like It Follows or The Babadook. And, right. Um, you know, things that like do something different. Sure. So when I saw the COD, when it came out, I was like, yeah, you know, I just feel like we've tried that. But you guys, everybody talks about it. Yeah. I, I mean, it doesn't it. do anything different. It's just a throwback in an right. age of, right. of gore. It went the other direction right. and then did it very well. Which, so I want to uh, see that in the second one. But then there's like, but the doll is part of that. Annabelle, yeah, there's two yeah. doll which movies. Are, two, which two is Annabelle babbling me. And is the nun part of that universe too? Yeah. Yes. Okay. The nun but, is in the second Conjuring movie. So okay. the doll's in the first yeah. one. So nun is in the second. let me give you an analogy. It's like uh, it's like if you saw Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. and then they m- did a whole series about the little tiki idol that okay. he steals <laughs> at the beginning. Like it, like yeah. you don't need to see those. Got it. To to interact with the main I, franchise I at to, all, I just wanted to kind of get a lay of the the shared universe. Sure, yeah, I mean it's it's tangent tangential at best. Got it. So okay. see the two Conjuring movies yeah. and and sleep well at night knowing there is no need to see the other ones. Got it. I'm always confused <laughs> just because you brought up the you know these are origin stories. Annabelle is an origin story. Now this is the origin story for how the nun <clears throat> right. was in the second movie came. We get a lot of discussion about movies that come out that go back into an origin story and how a lot of people are like, I didn't need that origin story. But it's right. like, I, we don't no need one needs any. any yeah, we, we don't need any story. if you want. It's just yeah. another story to tell. I don't know. People get so mad now. And I get like not telling Spider-Man for the 17th time. I'm not right, talking about right. that. I'm talking That's, about yeah. the origins that have never been told. You know, we mm-hmm. get these movies now where Solo just got an origin story and Bumblebee is getting an origin story. We're getting all these, and people say, I didn't need an origin. Well, then don't watch it. But, like, right. it, it is a story to tell, and I just I don't get offended, like, when an origin story comes out because I'm like, well, some people maybe do, and right. you don't have to take it. If but... they tell it well, then okay. Well, and if it's well, yeah, a lot of times if it's good, there's no complaint, but then if people don't think it's going to be good or if it isn't, yeah. they're like, oh, I didn't need that. But yeah. It's very... Yeah, I, it, well, in Solo, I've yet to meet a person who hasn't liked it, so it's yeah. one of those things that's like, there was a, such a, a weird backlash to that. Yeah. That's, that's then, and that is one of the ones that recently, obviously, has been the loudest, but people say, oh, I didn't need that story, but it's like, okay, okay. but it was a fun story. Yeah. Like, I, I, and we brought it up on the League of Show Shares, you know, because my friend Jeff, you know, he said, I just didn't need that, blah, 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 or whatever. Not trying to rail on him, but he mentioned that, and I go, but I don't understand this. It wasn't necessary. No movies are necessary. Right. Well, These right. are all stories, and there's no law book that says, well, you can only tell this story if it somehow is so important to this plot. Like, no, no, no. It's like they chose to tell a story about something that happened to be an origin or something in the past, and you can enjoy it or not, but I'm not going to shut it down because it's like right. that was not, quote, unquote, necessary. Well, the nun, I mean, I remember seeing the, just the character design, and I'm like, oh, that's really creepy. Yeah. So that they turned around and said, you know, people really creeped out at that nun. We should yeah. make a nun movie. To me, that's as far as they need to go to to warrant making the movie. Yeah. I think it was as actually the other way around, though, wasn't it? It wasn't like they 
when they put the nun in the conjuring, they were already planning on spinning oh, okay. that off. Well, like, see, were they? I don't I, remember. I'm almost positive that's the way that played out. Well, cause, yeah, because I look at it as like that's really good character design, right? And you know, something like that's something you're going to see in haunted houses. That's something that Universal yeah. will probably pick up on it. You know, and it's, license. You know what I mean? Yeah, you've seen. I'm sure that painting where it's like a painting, but yeah. then the eyes glow or like yeah. turn to real eyes, or we're like that is a creepy. It is creepy. Creepy imagery. Yeah. No, you know, no. so when something like that happens, it's like I don't see why not. Yeah. Especially if they can make a decent movie. Look, how many Freddy movies they made, and really only like two were. Decent. One was yeah. great and, and breakthrough, and then that that sort of new nightmare thing, which was a sort of a revisionist view of that. But otherwise, the rest of them were terrible. Yeah. Talk they about necessary on horror, yeah, yeah. For horror especially because <laughs> yeah. I just watched Halloween two and it was okay. But like Halloween's excellent, and then I yes. think like I'm my chronology already is going to be like Halloween nineteen seventy eight. Halloween 2018. Like, I don't need to watch all that other right, stuff. I'm, right. I'll do Halloween and then 40 years later find out what's yeah. going on with them. But, like, you know, I've seen two. I've well, seen I thought three. Halloween, I thought the new Halloween, like, takes place, like, the uh, the Halloween 3 through Infinity right. don't didn't happen. Right. right. Yes. Well, uh, it's Halloween 2 through whatever. They're they're limiting 2. Oh, they're eliminating 2 because as well. Because there's characters so. that die in 2 that are going to be alive in this Oh, I yeah. thought they were elim- I thought they were keeping 1 yeah. and 2 and getting rid of everything because else. Because 2 is starts exactly after 1. Yeah, no, yeah, totally. But but, but there's stuff that happens and characters things happen to them where I think they're going to still be alive in some oh, capacity. Okay. So it's really just Halloween and then obviously Rob Zombie's a different universe that's sure, a remake. Yeah. Yeah. So I just after 2 I told you I'm like I don't think I'm going to even watch 4, 5, 6 whatever. I'm like I don't need to see all that. I, yeah. I want to see this new one. That first one is amazing. I just watched Halloween for mm-hmm. the first time. It's amazing. Maybe I saw it when I was a kid but didn't appreciate it. But like for all intents and purposes, I just watched it. The camera work, mm-hmm. how I mean just yeah. the how ominous that character is. And yeah. It's it's the suspension and yeah. or, sorry, suspense building. And but yeah, the camera work by Dean Dean Cundy, the mm-hmm. cinematography. So I was blown away by the first one. And then, you know, so I watched three first. Was well, like, that, oh, that was, <laughs> yeah. Just take, if you lop three off, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a much better movie. Just yeah. take the, the three yeah. and it would be like, but as soon as it's associated with that. Right, right, like, right. So I'm, I did it in all sorts of weird orders. Yeah, but yeah, but go listen to the Patreon show. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, Joe and I review Halloween 2, which like I said, takes place the same night of Halloween as the first one. It's a continuation. So anyway, mm. there you go. Happy Halloween. Number six. Hellfest, the movie of the week. Uh, Here we are. Five million dollars on a two point. Or no, I'm sorry. This one was a five. Was it five? One. Yeah. Okay. Five point five million dollar budget. So, <clears throat> I mean, you know, wow. they did really? the they did the low budget thing. The you know they took a, a page that out of the seems a little high. <laughs> <laughs> it seems kind of high, but okay. Right. Like, no, excuse those, me, those, is this the number for Six Flags? Can I'll we get you, your park for a night. <laughs> right. I tell you, light. It, it's a night shoot. That's yeah. expensive. Because uh, from a crew standpoint, right, and and light rentals, yeah, lights are expensive. There yeah. were there were <laughs> lots of people in it, yeah. There were a lot, you know, like I, lots I, of extras <laughs> to make. The oh, there were a lot of free people. I well, think there was a lot of, yeah. like, <laughs> and we'll get into that because I have some interesting interesting things that as far as the people in the crowds, but okay. we'll get into that one. But anyway, so $5 million and a 5.5 budget. I mean, thank goodness it was a low budget. That's all I can say. Yeah, it wasn't my money. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we'll get into that one next episode. Number seven, Crazy Rich Asians, though. Week seven in number seven, uh, 4.2 million is a 34% drop. So it's doing the the My Big 
fat Greek wedding formula yeah, type of thing. It's where just chugging. People just, yeah, keep going to see it. It's a good movie. It deserves it. Uh, and so that 34% drop brings it to $165.7 million domestic and uh, another 50 overseas. I'm surprised the foreign number is so low. I, I don't know if, I mean, it seems like a formula that would translate pretty well. It's a rom-com type of, but I don't know. I guess it's not action. Action translates. <laughs> yeah, I don't CG know. CG translates more. It just seems weird that it's only fifty overseas. It's probably it's probably a pretty unique story. Like like if you're in France, you know, do you care about how <laughs> an American going what to an the, Asian yeah. American deals with while when returning to Asia? That's true. That's true. You know, yeah. Because I mean, it's looking at the foreign. I mean, it's rolled out in a lot of countries, but just yeah. But anyway, either way. $30 million budget. So they're very happy with it. Obviously, it's doing quite well. So, uh, and Aquafina is going to host SNL. Is first, she? Uh, first Asian, I can't remember if it's first Asian actress or first Asian to host SNL in 18 years. Oh, wow. Do you know who the last one was? Lucy Liu, I believe. Lucy Liu, really? Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> and that was 18 years ago? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's amazing how long ago that, like, she was a, big thing like around the charlie's angels yeah there was a period where they thought she was going to be a big deal she was in a lot of movies yeah. uh, back then so anyway uh but yeah bill, i know bill murray's a huge fan do you hear about that no bill murray and lucy Liu on the set of charlie's angels oh I, I know he hated making that movie yeah but he didn't hate hanging out with lucy Liu. yeah <laughs> yeah i just there's a, a famous like speech he gave like like he walked in and it was drew barrymore cameron diaz and uh and Lucy Liu, and he, it, 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 it is is you know maybe it happened maybe it didn't but the urban legend is like he walks in and he looks at Drew Barrymore or he looks at Cameron Diaz he goes he goes you're you can halfway act he looks at Drew Barrymore and she produced it. he goes I get why you're here and then he looked at Lucy Liu he's like but why are you here oh <laughs> okay wow huh. <laughs> And that set the tone for like how their relationship. The I rest can't of the imagine movie. Bill Murray. That seems kind of weird that he would say that. Yeah, Unless he was trying yeah. to joke in some weird way, and it was taken. Like I just, it's can't. weird because it's eerily reminiscent of what Chevy Chase said to him when they first met. Yeah, yeah, yeah that sounds like a Chevy Chase thing when yeah. he said it. I was thinking, but like Bill Murray doesn't seem. I mean, he seems like a pretty cool. Well, guy. like I think his best dig <clears throat> is from that SNL book. Yeah, which is. Amazing! I wonder if they like added to that. They have. Oh, they I'll have. have to read it again. I just. It was just on sale. I picked it up on Kindle. It was on sale for like two bucks the other day. And I yeah, they it. they should just continue to do that. Is yeah. it a Bill Murray book or SNL book? It's, it's an SNL, SNL book. the oral like history, oral history, history. Of, S- oh, okay. of SNL, and it is it's incredible. A, it's great. But the, there's one dig, and the, I don't know who it's directed at. But he, he Bill Murray refers to somebody as one of my like favorite insults because it's just I think it's worse than anything you'd say. Is he calls somebody a medium talent. <laughs> Which to me seems like like to say somebody's no talent versus like calling somebody medium talent. It's like yeah. oh, that's even yeah, because like nastier. Because like no talent, you're just like oh, you're just saying mean stuff to say mean stuff. Yeah. But medium talent is like acknowledging you have some skill, but you're just not at everyone's that, level. That yeah, that good. Wow. And it's like God, that seems so much worse. I love it. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Well, interesting. But uh, yeah, Crazy Rich Asians over two hundred million on that twenty million dollar budget. So or thirty million dollar budget. Oh, and if you haven't heard the story supposedly when chevy chase first met bill murray he asked him to show he asked bill murray to show him exactly where it was neil armstrong landed on his face oh wow yikes as and that set the tone Jesus. yeah like they like legit got in a fist fight mm-hmm. as they were going on air live yeah like they're like counting down 
four, three, and, and they're, they're punching fighting. each other. And then they're like two, and they both stop, and they walk out on camera, and, and they do their thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Chevy Chase. I mean, he seems like such an asshole. And yeah. I don't think that's like, like, it seems like that. No, like, he is. That, that, that pops up a lot. There was just a big feature in the yeah. Washington Post about him. Yeah. And yeah. About was, how he wants to work and no one will hire him. It was an interview with him, yeah. and it was supposed to be, I think it was supposed to be kind of a, a rehab article, and he was still, still yeah. a jerk. And he said SNL's not funny. Right. And whatever. Chevy Chase is the Mike Love of SNL. Yeah, I think that's fair. And who's Mike Love? From the Beach Boys. Okay. He is the Mike Love. Mike Love is this, you know, he's he's still, a lot of people, that's who they think of when they think of the Beach Boys. Right. That's who they they think they love. They think okay. it, it's bestowed a lot of the credit. Right. <laughs> but he's not a good absolute person. Yeah. a-hole. Wow. And it's Brian Wilson is the... He, well, yeah, he's just he's just and he's unpleasant and bitter and he's still like in the interviews. They still he's still like even when it's like an interview like a Rolling Stone a couple years ago, they had an interview with Mike Love. And, and I and it's like it's supposed to be like his redemption. And he comes yeah. up here and he's like, I still hate him. I hate yeah. him more. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he, he's he's that. Yeah. Chevy Chase needs to just I, I go away because he's not doing himself any favors no. with these interviews. And like you saw Pete Davidson is just like, yeah. screw you. He's a racist piece of crap. And. <laughs> You know, and Donald Glover has plenty to say about, you know, working with a monk community. And yeah. He just seems like an awful person. And he used to be so funny back in the day. Like He was funny, but he was and, an awful person. I Our yeah. definition of funny also, like, I, has I shifted. Mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like, he just had to, you know, fall into a Christmas tree a lot. And, and yeah. you know. I like Fletch. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to rewatch those. I don't know if they would hold up. I think Fletch well. holds up pretty well. I yeah. watched it a, a, a year or two ago. Yeah, but like and him and well. Caddyshack, he's like kind of the one. That he, if you watch Caddyshack now, he's one of the most annoying parts. Of you know, Caddyshack. He, here's how when Chevy Chase works in a film, how they make it work. Not counting Vacation because he plays a very different character in Vacation mm-hmm. than you normally see as a Chevy Chase role. Sure, but if you think about it, when Chevy Chase works in a movie, the classic Chevy Chase films. He's a dick, yeah. But he's surrounded by bigger dicks, mm. and so you don't mind. There so, yeah. so when he's in Caddyshack, yeah, he's a dick. But he's at a country club, yeah. And it's all like really like they're they're, they're elitist right. pricks and yeah. they're racists and they're snobs. You get why he's and, acting the and way and they're he is they're and mean that. to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And so when he's he's one of them, but he's mean back to them. Yeah, yeah you like it's, it. It's you know it's funny mm-hmm. and Fletch. You know, he he's he's the smartest guy in the room and he's trying to solve the murder and everybody's trying to stop him. And he has this grander purpose. Right. And so that so it's funny. But it. when it's just him in regular life, being like that to people is not funny. No, it's, not no, so no. fun. Yeah. Number eight, The Predator. That's our movie from two weeks ago. Three point six million dollars, forty seven million dollars domestic. Um, I don't know if I mean that's falling quickly, and we've got more and more of the Halloween type stuff coming out. So I don't know if they released that a little too early, or maybe that was the only chance they had. But uh, not getting the reviews, and you can go listen to that episode from two weeks ago. Um, I don't remember. Okay, we did have a budget, eighty-eight million dollars on that one, so um, forty-seven million domestic and overseas. It has fifty-eight, so one hundred and three on the eighty-eight. I mean, it's it's slowly getting some money back, but it's not. Now rebooting the franchise like right. they want it to, and they set this up for a, a sequel. And Absolutely. I, I think this is probably their last, I mean, at least for a while, this is their last stab. They've tried to reboot this already just a few years ago, and now they're doing it again, and I just, they need to let this thing 
Yeah. Kind of. There's a movie where, a franchise where they have a really cool character. We talk about character design. Yeah. And they keep trying to, like, bring it back because it's cool. Yeah. It looks cool. Right. And then you're like, yeah, but, you know. Yeah. Like, that last one, I was like, wasn't that Rodriguez? Yeah. Predators? Yeah. yeah. With yeah. Uh, Adrian Brody? Yeah. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, I thought it was better than this. You, this new yeah, one I, is... Yeah. Well, this one, everybody went in like, well, Shane Black. Right. And that yeah. was the thing. Is like, this should have brought it back to the roots of the first one. It's like, it is Shane Black who, you know, doctored the first script and mm-hmm. was in it. Like, this should be yeah. great. And it just is weird. Go listen to that episode. It's not, yeah. it's it's a disappointment for sure. Coming in at number nine, White Boy Rick with another $2.6 That's a 46% drop, almost $22 million on that one. And uh, yeah, I don't, did. <clears throat> None of us you still no, none I of us ended it. up seeing it. I you know, I'll probably end up seeing it just because I, I wanted to, but it's disappointing that they were setting it up for like the Oscar buzz and, and no one's it's not that caliber, no one's talking about if it. If it's so. an Oscar buzz movie in September, it ain't gonna win. That's true. I guess that's why they dropped it early. Yeah. So like, yeah, we better just get it out. But anyway, it had a twenty nine million dollar budget, so it's up to twenty two, uh, but you know, it's about to leave the top ten. So I I unfortunately I think that one's going away soon here. And uh rounding out the top ten is Peppermint. Peppermint is now up to $33.5 million domestic, uh, $6 million foreign. So it's it's around the $40 million worldwide mark at a $25 million budget. So it's made its money back. Uh, but uh, Paul Harris loves it. So Yeah, he enjoyed it. So We talked to him last episode. <laughs> so Tom thought it was pretty mediocre. Paul loved it. So maybe there's something fun in there. Perhaps. but To each their own. <laughs> exactly. But for now, that will do it for the box office. Well, thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. I guess that's it for this one. Let's go around the table, and everyone can say where to find them. Uh, this is Dan. You can find me on Twitter, DanGranny67, G-R-A-N-E-Y. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter, at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter, at Roger Kubert, or on Facebook, at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. If you want to find the show online, please do so at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers while you're there. Join the League of Show Sharers while you're in front of your internet delivery device. Maybe swing on by iTunes, leave us a rating and a review. That's an idea. Yeah, you could even follow us on Twitter at Real Spoiler. So that's it for this one. Coming up on the next one, we will tackle Hellfest. Until then, you've been warned. love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 